Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. All right, I had some time upstairs to think. We've been here four years, okay? I, that is the most proud I've been of a group of players in four Welcome to the Ole Miss Morning After Show on this Sunday, October 1st. Can you believe it? October is here, 2023. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley Sowell, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. I drive the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and Fiddle on three. Last week after Alabama, I said that Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin was the sporting goods scene from Step Brothers. Well, if that was the case, then after Ole Miss beats, comes back and beats LSU, Brad, 55-49, to 49, one of the most thrilling regular season Ole Miss games I've ever seen. Well, I've certainly seen in a long time. Let's put it that way. It was a, a great back and forth. They are the freaking Catalina wine mixer because we can pour up these heavy pours of Kool-Aid. It is time, my friend. They did the thing that we've been desperately asking for, specifically under Kiffin, and they won the big one. They got a big win, a signature win on Saturday. Field was stormed as well. What's up? What's up, Ben? Yeah, I agree, man. That was, um, I think you look back to last week while we were so frustrated is because I, I know we said this and people got mad at us about it for the us basically saying we have as much talent as LSU and Alabama. We just do. We do. I mean, it will, you seen Trey Harrison there today, Jenkins all around. Well, while top, we were in, fr- top in talent, I would say. Not depth we of do. roster necessarily. I, I'm telling you, dude, we do. People are crazy if they think we don't. It was on display today. I mean, we have enough talent to beat any team in the SEC, period, when we play the way we played today. And um, that LSU team's better than Alabama. I, I'm telling you that right now. I think if Alabama came to Ole Miss next week, we'd beat them at home. I think it was just that situation. That's why I was frustrated the week before, because when we put it together, this is what it looks like now. I will tell you this, that's the worst LSU defense I, I, I can ever remember. Maybe one of the worst SEC defense I've ever seen um, in LSU. Um, they got some good front seven talent. If you look at that game draft picks. From, from, from a schematic standpoint, both teams, if they, if they played an extra three quarters, they would have never stopped each other. And the reason being, neither team could stack the box. Neither team could – the LSU didn't have the secondary to do it. We didn't have secondary to do it. So, what they are having to do, both teams were basically playing six, a six-man box, which in, in real football, um, I mean, you can do whatever you want on that. So, you, so they can't stop – neither team could stop the run. 
anytime they came down, the pass was wide open. So those teams were never going to stop each other. I mean, those, those, they were just two explosive offenses, and neither defense could just match them with a six-man box and stop the run. And that's why Ole Miss ran for 317 yards and why the same reason LSU was able to, to run on us a little bit as well and throw because we couldn't come down. If you come down, you're not covering those wide receivers. So, you know, that was just kind of one of those things, man, the defenses were, I mean, it was kind of whoever had the ball last and and thank goodness we, we were able to make a play there. But um, all in all, man, just just great, great ball. I mean, this is this is what we've been wanting to see, that the, the atmosphere was electric, um, you know, and, and today felt more like what, 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 what we've been wanting to see. I understand why some took issue with um, us mentioning that he hadn't won the big game last year, uh, last week after Alabama losing again to Alabama. I think it was the way they lost that made us most frustrated, specifically for me. I can only really speak for yeah. myself. And I think um, what was frustrating to me is the way in which they lost because defensively, this is a completely restructured and overhauled defense under Pete Golding in his first year at Ole Miss after coming over from Alabama. And we know or knew coming into the season, it was kind of baked into the experience that Ole Miss was going to have some rough games defensively. It's just going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight. We, we were talking about if this, this defense can finish in the top 60 by the end of the year. Well, that might be enough yeah. for this team, this offense that's stacked with a number of good options to win 9-10 games in a wide-open SEC. And yet they lost because their offense – they failed to score 20 points or more for the first time in 40 games under Kiffin, and that was a red flag. But now you see with Trey Harris coming back and looking healthy again, leading the team in targets 14, catches with eight, uh, yards 153, another 100-yard receiving game, uh, another touchdown for him, the game winner. Chalk up all that from Alabama, the uninspiring loss that it was, and say it was because they were shorthanded offensively. Trey Harris is that important to this offense. Caden Trayscorn is that important to this offense, not only as a pass catcher, but as an inline blocker. The, there's a reason why the, the Ole Miss rushing attack that has been dormant came alive against Alabama. Michael Trigg is gone, and Michael Trigg, even at his best, was not a good blocker. Caden Priestcorn didn't leave the field. He popped open some runs. He caught some passes. And Zachary Franklin was out there pretty much every series. You know, So you're starting to see what maybe this offense was supposed to be. And because you got this win, and Lane Kiffin knocked off that one ugly mark on his resume one in 19 against teams that won nine or more games over his college head coaching career that's just objectively bad and what it was now that he's gotten that monkey off his back now you can start to play it out okay well Arkansas lost uh, to Texas A&M T- Texas A&M has improved but Ole Miss has just as much if not a better argument than Texas A&M Mississippi State behind me playing Alabama and it's oh maybe that game's over with but Alabama still doesn't look all that great Alabama looks as if they're as vulnerable as they've ever been, maybe since Nick Saban's debut season, to lose at least two or potentially three games in the regular season. All mm. those things are now on the table for Ole Miss, and they're back on track. So pour up the Kool-Aid. Pour it up, <laughs> just like you and I did for Ole Miss's Omaha run in baseball to win a national championship that led you to wear that Kool-Aid shirt sitting in those bleachers in Omaha, Nebraska because they accomplished the thing that they just hadn't been able to do. Yeah, big win. I, I think if you, if you really look at if you really dig into the stats, I think what was really cool was that, you know, we, we really we really stayed with the run a lot more today. And we haven't done that all year, right? We got Jenkins 33 carries today. I don't know if he's had that all year. You know, I, I don't think he's been in the teens a couple times, but, you know, just, just continuously sticking with him. Bentley, uh, Bentley averaged 10 yards a carry today. Nine, nine rushes, 90 yards. 
Um, I, I think ju- just persistently running the ball and keep pounding the rock and letting some break open was um, was the key, man. I mean, we were able to run the ball and it, it, and it just you know opened up the whole passing game. Trey, let's just again we can go ahead and call it what it is. Like you were saying, Trey Harris is just important. You know, I knew he was good, but I'd only you know he was dominating Mercer and some of these other teams. But Trey Harris is that dude, man. Trey, Trey Harris is, is one of the one of the better receivers we've had in a long time. Just just a pure athlete. He makes our offense that much better. Um, you, know, you really have to respect him. And you know, him being out versus Alabama was brutal. I mean, it just it just was. But I, I think that I think what if you look at the stats, the way we ran the ball and the way we kept going to the run, we didn't abandon it at all today. There were some times where they stuffed us right, but. Um, yeah, for the most part, man, they they stuck with it. Quinshawn Judkins went over 100 yards for the first time this season, and it wasn't by accident. Like you said, they stubbornly committed to running the ball, 33 carries for him, mm-hmm. averaged 5.4 yards per carry, which is important because he came in in the SEC seller in yards per carry average. He was at 3.5, and this is after, as a true freshman, setting the single-season Ole Miss record for rushing yards. So um, Quinshawn finally came alive, looked like himself. Again, Trey Harris, we've – harped on his importance uh, as we should here but again as it has the one constant even when things offensively just weren't looking right jackson dart was brilliant jackson dart 26 of 39 389 and four touchdowns no turnovers he also rushed seven times for 50 yards and another tutty Jaden daniels did what Jaden daniels always does Oof. against Ole Miss. he had another five combined touchdowns after last year having a five having five combined touchdowns at one point he completed 21 of 22 of his passes it just was an absolute dime fest from him jackson matched him throw for throw he did he yeah. did but those two guys those two receivers Will could go tomorrow and play for any team on Sunday. Those two guys are legit for LSU. Neighbors, Thomas, I mean, it goes out saying that those guys are legit wide receivers, man. Like, there is nobody's covering them all year. I mean, those th- those two dudes were, were, were phenomenal, man. The, 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 they, they really have a good offense. <laughs> like, LSU's offense is is pretty darn good. And, you know, I mean, it's just um, – and you're right. I mean, Jackson Dart, you know, 389 yards, four touchdowns. Jaden Daniels, 414 yards, four touchdowns. Those were – I mean, that, that's two best that's two best quarterbacks in the SEC right there. They, they went on a dual fest. And, um, you know, kudos to, to – I thought I thought the offensive scheme was great today. I thought there was a lot, lot of guys, um, you know, wide open. Kiffin running a lot of really cool, you know, man man coverage, a lot of underneath stuff. Um, just some really cool scheme today that 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 I think was, was there due to us being able to run the ball. 317 yards rushing is insane. Um, ran you know perfect balance attack today. You know ran it 40, 49 times or so, and, and passed thirty nine. So that's that's when we're that's when we're at our best. When Lane Kiffin's offense is at its best, we're running the ball well, and you know it, it really opens up the passing game. The Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad is brought to you by Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage. Buying a home? Take the first step by getting pre-approved by the Jake Ott team at your local Bank of England Mortgage. Buy with confidence, knowing the exact cost and what to expect by getting the paperwork behind you on the front end, making for a relaxed, stress-free home buying experience. Whether it's your game day condo, starter home, dream home, investment property, beach house, or mountain home, Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage have the financial solution for you. And through the end of 2023, they're offering no-cost refinance for all who purchase in the current high-rate economy. Interest rates will come down soon, but Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage will be there to save you big money on your refinance when the time is right. 
Let Oxford's best take the stress out of your home buying experience. Check out Jake Ott and the Bank of England Mortgage Team at www.boeoxford.com. That's boeoxford.com. Or you can contact Jake directly at 662-832-4663. That's Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage, the title sponsor of the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Okay, so, you know, extremely proud of our players. Uh, you know, before I go out, let me address something. Because kind of like I feel like I'm hard on our players, I'm hard on our coaches, we set high standards around here, and at times I've been hard on our fans, okay? You know, for them to show up today um, after us losing last year and I guess set the record for highest attendance in school history, for a game and we say do things better than they've ever been done before is a motto we have. Um, that's awesome to hear that. And you could feel it in the game. You certainly could feel it in the fourth quarter. Um, it was really, really neat to have that electric environment. So um, first off, thanks for that. Second off, credit to our players and coaches. Um, you know, no, not that guy that's okay, well, we went a one score game, but a lot of stuff happened there. You know, um, we're down two scores in the fourth quarter to what I'm going to say, it's got to be arguably the best personnel offensively in the country, or at least top two or three. I mean, that's offensively personnel like Alabama a couple years ago. You know, those two receivers, the line, the tight end. And, and Logan played like a real NFL back today. So um, I don't know the years of them, but I hope those two receivers, obviously with the quarterback, are gone to the first round NFL draft and don't see them again. So. Um, you know, we gave up a lot on defense today. But again, my storyline is this, not all the points and everything in the yard. It's down two scores in the fourth quarter, easy to give in, you know, not fluke plays. Guys had to drive the length of the field twice, had to stop them, then stop them again, um, which we did. I mean, they threw it to us and we dropped an interception or the game's over and we still overcame that. So we're just really proud of these guys um, for overcoming adversity in the game and the week. You know, they took a lot of heat um, this week for the performance last week in Alabama. 
Um, and that's good. The standards have changed around here. You know that um, you're supposed to beat Alabama, and they took a lot of heat, especially offensively, and um, really went back to work and, uh, and and ran the ball really well today. So I don't know many times you have 700 yards of offense without turning the ball over or having a sack is pretty amazing um, by the assistant coaches, but but the players too because they had to, they made the plays and they made a lot of them today. Lane, what can you say about uh, Jackson's performance tonight, uh, especially after after last week and, and how, having to go toe to toe with with what he said one of the nation's best? Yeah, I think um, you know Jackson kind of fits in what I'm saying about the team probably more than anybody as far as like all the heat, the criticism, um, how he played in Alabama, can he play in big games, all that, um, and to come out and just play, I mean, really. Really play amazing. I mean, you're 26 to 39, four touchdowns, no interceptions, 389 yards, and then you put another 50 yards on the ground for another touchdown, and no sacks, which he got out of a couple. Especially the really one, the one to Q was amazing. So, a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of years, a lot of games, and you're down two scores, and you don't take the team and lead them like that. So, I actually was trying to yell to Trey, which is why if you probably watch. On our last touchdown, you're probably not understanding why the head coach is not happy because we're trying to signal to get him to go down, and we got the signal in late. Because um, when the ball ever breaks in that situation, when we're playing that offense, those type of offenses, we want to go down at the one, let the clock run all the way down, and kick the field goal, um, you know, to win so that we wouldn't have to go back on defense against those guys. But worked out. You've heard me say you never know why things happen. If we did that, our defense. Wouldn't have been able to end on such a great note of stopping him like that. Kind of touched on it there at the end of your answer, but just your thoughts on the offense as a whole's kind of composure in that last scoring drive from, you know, penalties setting them back and, and what they had to kind of overcome that that drive. Yeah, I think you know the whole frustration of last week with Alabama, um, not a good offense game plan as good as we'd want it to be. It didn't work, so third downs. But you know, I was just really frustrated because we had that chance to go beat them and. We weren't full strike, and I've been saying this number nine, when he is playing, he's played eight, where he's been healthy eight series before. Seven touchdowns, one field goal. He got five of the touchdowns. So this guy is an electric receiver in our system. So that was why I was kind of down, because he was he couldn't do anything in the game a week ago. And so now he's probably 90%, which is amazing for him to do what he did today at that. And Priest Corn in his second time playing a game here. Um, you know. Just really was excited to be back at full strength, which we were not last week. You kind of answered my first question about when you dropped to a knee on Harris's score. I knew you were trying for him not to score. What was the ensuing, I don't know, 30 seconds or so of game time like for you watching that when they get down to the 16-yard line? It's obvious they're going to have some shots at the end zone. Yeah, that ain't 30 seconds. That was about 15 minutes worth. Because um, remember, we got to like go for two, have that. Because two point really wasn't a big deal, but you got to go for two, not one. And actually, I had a lot. We were throwing in it, and the last second, I said, "Whoa!" whoa, whoa and changed to a run because the only bad thing that could really happen in that is throw an interception to the other way, and now they can kick a field goal to beat you. So that's actually why I changed it last second to a run. <sighs> um, just a lot because now I have this whole kickoff to go through it. I got a whole defensive thing and the whole time I'm like, God, if I could, just could have got that signal in one second earlier. 
Now, devil's advocate, you can miss the field goal from the one, but um, so that was hard to live with through that if we would have lost for sure. So, but again, things happen for a reason. We wouldn't have had that crazy ending right there. Um, and the defense needed some confidence because we didn't play very well today at all. And so to stop them when we needed the most was good. Lane, you were asked uh, specifically earlier in the week about the issues about the offensive line following Alabama, talking about that unit needing to improve. To see them not give up a sack, have 700 yards in offense, but not only that, just the balance that was shown offensively today. Just what can you say about that unit? Uh, I got to give them a lot of credit. I've been hard on them. Um, and they performed really well today. They took the challenge. I think that um, I tell you when I think we don't, our game plans don't work. But um, they did today. I thought we had a very unique one with Perkins. I guess he has to come back next year or so. We won't get into what that was exactly. But um, we, we've never game planned around a person like that as much as we did today. And if you watch it, you can kind of figure out how much stuff's different plays are run based off of where he's at. And, and it neutralized his impact plays. Just coming into the game, did it feel like the most pressure you've had internally to win a game at Ole Miss? Mm, I don't really think like that. Um, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself all the time. Um, I was really disappointed. I mean, I saw Keith after the game in Alabama apologize to him. Um, we should have won that game, so I take that on myself. So I don't. I'm hard enough on myself to say this is the game you got to win or any of that. Um, I'm really proud of our players. That's not an easy team to beat because they can make impact plays on defense because they have two special players and probably the best defensive player in America. I said it all week, the hardest to prepare around. And um, to do that, and then you saw the offense. That's like playing Alabama a couple of years ago. Alabama had four first rounders. Maybe they got two. So that was tough. Quinshawn Jenkins today, Coach, uh, 33 carries, 177, average 5.4, best game of the season. And uh, you leaned on him heavy uh, going 33 carries. What was the thought process there? And uh, what were your thoughts on Quinshawn tonight? Um, I thought he did. A, he really battled. He actually got an IV at one point in the third quarter. So he was out. I thought Bentley ran extremely well um, in between. And then Quinshawn came back out and, and really um, – played with a different mentality, nothing against before, but different mentality today. You know, like big game mentality, like he had a really big game a year ago against these guys. And so it was great to see. And, you know, I mean, I've been on Charlie all year to run the ball more, you know, so he finally ran it more. It's a joke. Um, but no, everybody wants to run the ball. Well, I was trying to tell you, we run the ball when it works. When we're two yards of carry at half, we don't run it a lot. Well, today was different. There was success, and now that's why you got 49 carries um, in a game that we could have thrown all the day too, because we had they had struggling secondary, major struggling, major issues in the secondary. You were able to run the ball effectively today, like you just mentioned. You had over 300 yards on the ground. What did you see in LSU's defense to allow you to run the ball so effectively today? Mm, I just thought, you know, that Florida State game. Just saw some things in there especially how they played late in the game and really challenged our guys to play really physical, aggressive, and see what happens if you play physical against this defense. And because um, I thought Florida State did. And then look at the fourth quarter, how Florida State pounded the ball on them in the fourth quarter and moved the ball late. So you kind of read between the lines what I thought we were gonna, was going to happen. We'll take questions up top. 
Lane, um, in, in the second half, LSU went on a 28 to six run and then you guys ended it with a 21 to seven run to kind of close it out and dominated that fourth quarter. What does it kind of say about your guys that you were, you know, LSU got back in the game, but you guys weren't able to kind of end it so strong. What does it say about your team? Well, I figured when they made that run, you probably like announced on Twitter, we were going to lose the game and it was already over probably. <laughs> and then you jump back on the bandwagon after Jackson made those plays, but I'm just kidding. Um, I only pick on people I like. There you go. So I, I just really was like, you know, at one point, I'm like, we're going to have to score every drive, and we're going to have to score touchdowns. You know, I'm a realist about what's going on. And then we got off there and had the field goal drives. And then we – so I, now we're going to have to stop them on defense. So we were down two scores and got the touchdown. Um, still down – they scores. And it's still down two. Two. And, um, you know, go down and score again. So – yeah, it, it was big for both sides of the ball to have to have the last four series game to have to make significant plays. The defense had two stops, the offense had two touchdowns. So that's as good as you can do in those situations in the fourth quarter. We'll keep it up top. And uh, what were kind of the emotions, right, when kind of the, the game ended and everyone was kind of rushing the field and, and all that kind of kind of sunk in for you? Yeah, it was it was real. Um, see the look on the player's face and Cedric was the first one next to me like hugging as soon as that play was over you know like and then Jackson and um, we have some really cool kids really neat kids that um, again had a really hard week and went into a really hard place to play a week ago it, teams don't win very often in there but you know I think they were 56 and 2 or something and this was a hard week like I said a lot of criticism, which is which is good. You can use it the other way. And they internalized it, and they worked harder in practice. I'm not just saying that because they scored a lot of points. They practiced a lot harder this week. And so sometimes those losses help you. Lane, at the very end of the, the game, I think it was right before the final play, there's the timeout. What do you say in the huddle? Is it just talking about the play? Is it trying to calm the guys down? What kind of conversation goes on I'm there? saying please don't get PI. Please just knock the ball down and do not get PI. Um, Keep it in front of you. Don't go for an interception. Do not get PI and just knock the ball down, um, is what I was saying. Lane, David. I'd kind of given up on the interception at that point because he had just thrown the ball right to us and we dropped it. So I was just like, just knock it down. No PI. Lane, David Edelstein from WJTV in Jackson. Um, you know, what do you tell your team after this now so that they? keep those lessons going into the next games with a long schedule. I just reflect on last year where you said, you know, the season didn't end the way you wanted it to with those four losses. So how can you use something like this to keep that momentum going and, and show what this team's about? Well, I challenge them. No disrespect to last year's team, but I said, okay, the last two years, we were eight and one to play Alabama here, had a chance to beat them go nine to one. We lose to Alabama. We let that like completely affect us and we fall apart. Lose the rest of the games, I think. Two years ago, our team that was very close, very tight, went into Alabama and got smoked. It was like 42-7. We scored two garbage touchdowns at the end. And they got smoked by Alabama. We were 3-0 going in there at the time, just like this team. That team rallied, went 10-2, and and went to the Sugar Bowl. So you make the choice. Which team are you going to be? So I hope they answered that today. Lane, you mentioned the, the disappointment of last week. You said you didn't think you coached as well as so maybe you could in that game. How did you make sure that that result didn't linger 
going forward? Well, I'm just really hard on myself. So um, when we lose, and especially perform poorly on offense, you know, I take that really, really hard. Um, so it's not like went and did all this crazy different stuff. Like I say, sometimes the game plans work, sometimes they don't. And sometimes in game, if our system, we have to get going. We have to make first downs. And, and when we have success early, usually, um, it's going to be a really good day. If we don't and the play count numbers are down and there's three and outs or turnovers, that's when we're going to struggle. So it wasn't this massive change or anything like that. Um, I just thought, first off, we got all our players back. That helped. Um, and then they performed really well. And they did a really good job in game of running different plays than what we had done previous because they were really, I mean, not a bad word. They were, they were basic in what they were doing on defense. So it allowed us, if you saw, a lot of the times he's, ch he's changing the play. We're changing the play at the line of scrimmage to get into advantage plays. And I thought that helped us a lot. Lane, you were talking a lot uh, this week about getting back to the Ole Miss identity. Um, was this win in your mind reflective of what you want the Ole Miss identity to be? Uh, this was like our COVID identity right here. We can't stop anybody. If you, no, I did not I didn't want that part. I wanted the part of balance on offense and 700 yards and 80 plays with high play count, 80 plays, 700 yards, no turnovers, no sacks. I mean, that's as good as you can perform, really. So, yes, I like that. I don't want to get back into this defense we've seen here before. Um, so we got to get that fixed because here comes a great quarterback coming in this week. Coach, how much did the uh, Caden Prechuan coming back? So I caught a couple of passes, blocked a lot. How much did it have to do with the running attack today getting a lot better? I think a lot. He's a very big physical NFL tight end. Um, you know, our other guys were more kind of like receiver project guys, you know. Um, this is more of a every down NFL tight end guy. So I think for sure you saw that in the run game. This is all any of us wanted here. We wanted Ole Miss to win the big one. And now that they've gotten it, it completely changes the conversation again. Uh, you bucked what had been the, the pattern for you, the unfortunate pattern for you. You have won that. So now everything is back in front of Ole Miss again. Ole Miss now in a wide open SEC. Georgia did not look good today. In the preseason, Ole Miss had the number one schedule in the country. You had to go to Alabama and to Georgia. That is the most daunting of daunting. But now that we watch these teams, it doesn't seem as daunting. Pour up the Kool-Aid. Throw some more show. I mean, shovel some more coal in the furnace of the lane train, right? They're back on track here. Dude, I mean, the, the momentum's, you know, momentum's there, right? I mean, we got another home game coming up versus an Arkansas team that's very beatable. I expect that one to be a pretty, pretty good battle as well. I mean, I, I think the SEC is so even this year. Um, I, there's not going to be an easy game, you know, uh, other than, than the, the, maybe Vandy, a couple others, you know, down the stretch. But, you know, almost in for some real battles, man. I, they, they could they could easily win or lose Arkansas, easily win or lose Auburn, easily win or lose Texas A&M. Um, those three, Georgia, I mean, Georgia's going to be tough down there. It's going to be kind of like Alabama. I think the environment's going to help them out huge, and just like Alabama. Yeah, I'm telling you, Alabama comes here next week, I think it's a different result. That's just my opinion. Um, but – yeah, I mean it's wide open, man. It, it really is. I think I think from here, you know, you wipe that Alabama loss, you, you come back on track, you get a huge win versus LSU. I, I don't know how great LSU is though. Like honestly, like I think LSU may be an eight and a four type of team. Just looking at them defensively, is a really bad offense. They are unbelievable offense, but that defense is really bad. So I don't. I'm not sure sure how great that team's going to end up. 
I'm looking nine and three, eight and four, probably for the LSU team. Um, but great win for us, great win for us. And you know, I think from here it's wide open, man. Just try to win them all out. You know, the, the only shitty part about it is, you know, you got Georgia at Georgia. Um, and I think Auburn, Auburn's gonna be sneaky hard for us too. Um, really do. Yeah, I think Ole Miss is gonna beat the shit out of Auburn. I think it'll also be interesting to see going into next week. You know, the game this high, you know, high, high, high. I mean, almost really. I mean, that, that takes a lot of energy to win a ball game like that. I mean, you have to really pour your heart into it. I'll be interested to see how we can, you know, basically wipe this one away. And hey, we have that tough Arkansas game. You know, that game is always comes down to the wire. Could be another, could be another game like that this week. Could be another, literally a, another, you know, touchdown game at the end. Same kind of situation. Can we come back, swipe, wipe this one away? You know, enjoy it for 24 hours and legitly get ready for another SEC battle. Can we not, you know, come out with a law? That's gonna be interesting to see. Ole Miss wins this next week, man. That, that the momentum is gonna be high. It's, it's gonna be really high going into the. Feed me all the crow. It's delicious. It's delicious. I'll take it all. I'll take it all. This has been the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. I write with the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and affiliate on three. He's Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, Talk of Champions, our podcast network, in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Thank you, my friend. Uh, back for some weirdness like it always is with Ole Miss Arkansas next week. See you then. See you, Ben. Howdy, Toddy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.